Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Stopping Suicide Step by Step, a podcast where we explore the complexities of mental health through insightful conversations. Today, I'm joined by Finn, a student and mental health activist. And in this episode, I really want to be talking about sleep and its correlation, you know, to mental health. So, hey, Finn, and how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really, really well, and I know we're recording this episode a little bit late, but that's totally yes. fine. We'll get through it, yeah. How was busy, busy days. Of course. Did you have school today, or are you still on break? School. I had school, and then I had a volunteer work right after. Oh, nice. How was school? school was in high school? Yes, I am in my senior year. Okay, same. Uh, yes. It has been very, very all over the place, but I'm excited for what this year has. Absolutely. And where do you volunteer? I volunteer at the Alice Cooper Teen Center in Mesa. Uh, Yeah. Oh, nice. That sounds really, really interesting. And, you know, as we kind of dig into the topic of this episode, I really want to, you know, talk about, like I said, sleep and its connection with mental health. So I just wanted to start by asking you the question, can you explain the connection between sleep and mental health? Yes, I can. Uh, Mental health actually affects your sleep as much as poor sleep can affect your mental health negatively. So it's kind of like it works hand in hand in both ways. So if you're worrying about sleep, your mind's trying to fight itself and it basically ruins your sleep, but also fights out your mental health as well. Interesting. That's a really, really interesting argument. So it's kind of like this, like, correlation between the two, like, you know, bad sleep affects mental health, and then bad mental health affects sleep. Yes. Really interesting perspective. And have you kind of had any personal experiences with sleep and poor mental health? And is that why you kind of of have, like, identified this, you know, correlation between poor sleep and mental health and then poor mental health and sleep? Yes, um, I actually suffer with insomnia. Uh, There's times where like, I'll forget to take my uh, melatonin, which is what I take to help with my insomnia. Uh, So that's, so if I take it too late, I won't wake up in the morning. But when I notice when I don't get that proper sleep, I get very anxious and paranoid throughout the day. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. And then when I do get too much sleep it's hard for me to wake up and then I'm anxious throughout the day as well oh interesting so how has your kind of experience with insomnia been and just to the readers um, and listeners out here what exactly is insomnia insomnia is when I have this in my notes Uh, insomnia is when your body it's so it's two ways it's either your body is trying to fight with your mind uh either your body's in charge and does not want to go to sleep or it's your mind Mm -hmm. that's in charge and does not want to go to sleep oh okay interesting i've i actually like have heard of insomnia but i don't really know too much information about it so thank you for this explanation you know it just really helps my understanding too and um, going back to your kind of insomnia, when were you diagnosed with it and how did this kind of um, affect you in your day-to-day life aside from your mental health? Um, it was about probably my seventh grade year. Uh, 
it's just uh I would be like, well, yeah, I stay up really late and sometimes it's because my body doesn't let me and I've come to find out there's a reason for it. It's my body and my mind not working together. It's me not giving myself the proper times to sleep. So say I go to bed at like 12 at night, one night, but then I go to bed a couple days later at like four. And it's my body just getting out of the cycle of how it's supposed to sleep. That's how it like started my insomnia. Okay. So like irregular sleep patterns. Um, I didn't really know like too much about irregular sleep patterns. So it's always interesting learning about it more. And do you think like kind of having these irregular sleep patterns has kind of uh, increased your insomnia in a way or kind of like caused it to flare up? For me personally, it has. It is by a case-by-case basis why a person has insomnia. Um, But for me, it was the irregular slip patterns, but also because of um, my anxiety uh, that sort of causes that too. Yeah. No, trust me. I know anxiety and even with people who don't have insomnia can make you kind of just stay up the night questioning what's going on, being unsure. So definitely, I completely agree. And kind of how has, like, you know, um, how have you kind of been diagnosed with insomnia? Was it kind of self-diagnosis, seeing a sleep professional, seeing your pediatrician? Um, it was more of, like, a self-diagnosis, but also with uh, kind of finding out the terms with my um, doctor. So uh, I was, like, asking, hey what does it mean when somebody doesn't sleep, like go to sleep uh, like they're supposed to? Like there's one night where they're like so tired, they just go straight to sleep or there's times where they can't even go to sleep at night. And he goes, well, that's insomnia. And I go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I know like, I mean, that must be like, wow, like I'm having these symptoms and then suddenly my doctor's like, you have insomnia. Like, I'm I'm sure it was, was it overwhelming, I'm assuming? Um, it was a bit overwhelming, but for yeah. me, I guess it was just like okay. That's just that's just how I do. Yeah, and that I'm as long as you know you're taking the right precautions and you're taking mm-hmm. the right steps, I think yeah, I think that's a good track, you know, to be on. Um and what going back to kind of your I wouldn't say like recovery, but kind of like the way you're kind of getting it better like I know you mentioned melatonin is that something that's really helped you and what other kind of like treatments are there for people who have um, insomnia so what uh what I do to actually help myself go to sleep is again the um the melatonin it helps a lot Mm -hmm. and also like setting yourself a bedtime setting yourself a bedtime Maintaining a steady sleep schedule. For me, my bedtime is at 10.30. Or if I have an alarm go off, it's a funny alarm telling me to go to sleep. And things like that. I try to wind down by, like, just reading. I love that, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's so healthy to set, you know, bedtime routines and bedtime boundaries Personally, that's something I struggle with a lot. And I know there's many high schoolers, especially kind of like teenagers who do struggle with that. Like 
I, I'm like, I'm really, really impressed. I've always kind of wanted to set a bedtime routine and like set a specific time to sleep because I know it's so healthy. Yes. And I'm so, so proud that you're doing that. Like, that's really, really impressive because it's hard. Like, trust me, it's yeah. hard. Because you, you, like, personally for me, and I'm sure many other teenagers out there, the urge to kind of just like talk to your friends, scroll on social media, yeah. watch videos. If you have like kind of a test upcoming you need to study for, there's so many factors that can kind of trigger you sleeping late and staying awake. I love that. And as far as your kind of bedtime routine, like reading a book and stuff, has that also helped with your anxiety? Yes, it has. It. Ha- I have a lot of anxiety for what's going to happen the next day. So when I'm able to read or like imagine things about like my special special interests or like of course. just being able to daydream, of course. it helps me get like off of that anxiety for the next day of course that's i'm sure like you know reading must be really helpful because it's like you're kind of getting away from all the stuff that's going on in your day-to-day life and it must be just you know immersing yourself in a whole kind of new experience through a book that's really really amazing what's your favorite book by the way just curious Ooh, okay i'd have to say right now my favorite book has to be the hunger games Okay, I love that. Yeah. Watched all the yeah. movies. Yeah. The movies are slay. The books yeah. are amazing. I love them. I love that, yeah. And um I also kind of wanted to ask um on another like kind of segment of this episode, maybe could you explain, you know, talk more about like sleep deprivation. So I know that um when you were going through like your insomnia and having kind of more severe, I would say, um conditions and symptoms so you mentioned that you would kind of sometimes go to sleep at 4 a.m 2 a.m and was this kind of did this kind of cause immense sleep deprivation and how did this affect your mental health um for me uh it caused a lot of like excessive sleepiness to the point where like last year it was really bad for me to the point where like i was falling asleep in my driver's ed class Oh and that's, like, one of the things you don't do. Yeah. Oh, tr- yeah. I I completely get what you mean. And that must be kind of, like, that just m- must be so overwhelming. And it's, like, crap. I I need to go out there. I need to fix myself. Like, this is, it's starting to get really unhealthy, stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. It was, like, the other symptoms that, like, not just I've had, but, like, other people can have is, like, poor attention spans. I already have that in general due to like just me being me but mm-hmm. like it can reduce a lot when you like you don't have the right amount of sleep absolutely yeah and what other symptoms do you think there are because of uh, sleep yeah. and sleep a uh, reduced adaptability it's kind of like the noticing of like how to adapt in certain situations and circum- mm-hmm. certain circumstances yeah so like you're if you're not in it, in it and you're like really out of it with tiredness you're not gonna be able to like kind of vibe with the group absolutely yeah like it can kind of make you feel alone and kind of like vulnerable in a sense where it's like sometimes like you just because you have sleep deprivation you just may want to like not talk to anybody throughout the day just kind of like remain by yourself and that must that could be really really challenging especially oh, yeah As, and i think a lot of you know teenagers um in order in order to combat sleep deprivation do resort to things like caffeine and i think 
like caffeine in moderation is fine but i think a lot of times if you take caffeine too much and you have sleep de- deprivation i think it can make the consequences much much worse and kind of aggravate that whole poor mental health poor sleep deprivation etc oh definitely uh, i have always been one to take caffeine in moderation uh, because of an uh, incident that happened with me in an energy drink back in elementary school. Yeah. But um, caffeine in moderation is definitely important, especially if you're sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. And it's like, depending on like what times you're drinking it, it could like even worsen your like sleep deprived, like ca- your sleep schedule. Oh, absolutely. Because if you're taking caffeine at like 11 p.m. at night, then you're just going to stay up longer and then you're going to wake mm-hmm. up feeling tired and then it's just going to kind of make that whole like cycle um, spin and around yes. and around in like a circle. Yeah. Completely agree. Yep. And going off that, like, so definitely like caffeine is something that especially we as teens should take in moderation. I myself, I kind of have a caffeine addiction. So I'm understandably. Working on- yeah. Um, and what other, you know, practical strategies um, can my podcast listeners include to, you know, enhance their sleep routine and overall mental health? Um, some other strategies I definitely suggest, which I also need to work on, so I'll be working on with you guys as well, is um, dimming the lights and putting away electronics an hour before going to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, That yeah. kind of just gets rid of the blue lights, getting yourself to, like, really in the sleep mode. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Any others? Um, maximizing comfort in your bed. So make sure you have nice, comfy stuff that is perfect for you. Um, and also blocking out like the excess light and sound. What I suggest is if you can handle it, have some light noise in the back of your room, like mm-hmm. a fan going, something like that. It really helps you like drift off into that sleep. Absolutely. A fan literally helps you to sleep like every night. Like if it's if it wasn't for a fan, I don't think I could sleep properly. I know. And whenever it's off, I feel like I'm so paranoid because I'm like, what's missing? What's yeah. missing? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I love all these strategies. I think it's really important to, you know, include strategies that fit your needs and fit, you know, your uh, comfort levels, etc. But I do think including strategies, like you said, you know, making a comfy bed, um, having, you know, dimming lights um, is really, really important and can be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And what are kind of your hopes, you know, for the future in terms of integrating better sleep practices and mental health awareness? Well, I want to help others see the signs of uh, how their sleep is affecting them in the day-to-days. Just to notice, be like, I am overly tired, but I stayed up till three in the morning, but I also feel very depressed. Yeah. I might need to work on something. Yeah, and understanding like there's a correlation between those three as well, because I, I yes. think that's also really, really important. Yeah. And, you know, as we wrap up this episode, I, I really want to thank you for joining me. Do you have any other kind of lasting advice or words you want to give to all the podcast listeners out there? Oh, I just want them to let them let them know that they're not alone in this. Me, myself, I deal with insomnia. I deal with the anxiety of going to bed and waking up the next day. And to know that it's okay to mess up with your plans. You just need to be able to get yourself back on track by keeping those plans, keeping an alarm for yourself, things like that. 
Absolutely. And I personally also do struggle with sleep deprivation. So I love that message of, you know, um, you're not alone and stuff because there are so many teens out there who do struggle with issues like this. And many times they don't realize that what like there's they have a correlation between, you know, their poor sleep habits and like you said, their anxiety, stress, depression. So I absolutely love that message. Thank you so much for joining me today, Finn. It was a pleasure. Of course. Yeah. It was an honor to be on.